Good morning. We are live Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And, you know, we have a real treat for you because in this digital age, you need a digital strategy. And we are going to talk to uh, one of the chief digital strategists that I, I uh, admire and love and, 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 and does a really, really amazing job. He's going to give us a lot of tips and tricks um, to help uh, improve your digital strategy for 2021. Uh, first thing I want to say is, listen, you know, um, I, hopefully everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, may have been smaller gatherings, uh, but, you know, we have so much to be thankful for. And I know 2020 isn't exactly uh, um, the way that most people would have uh, projected. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we have so much to be grateful for. And, you know, and we continue to be thankful and appreciative of all our viewership. Uh, and and breakfast with the broker and who could imagine you know three years later uh, that this is uh, what a uh, breakfast with the broker has morphed into so uh, we certainly appreciate it lots of love and uh, uh, without further ado and now by way of Baltimore Maryland he is the director of brokerage partnerships and strategy for Homestead he's a lover of all things and especially Marie Callender's French silk pie he is Bill Kaufman. <laughs> Good morning. Wow, you went deep in the Facebook profile for that one. I did. I think it was 2017 or so. <laughs> I stand by the Marie Callender's French silk pie and the peanut butter pie oh, as well. That's another one of my favorites. It's good, good stuff. We used to have a place. I don't know if we still do. We might still do. We, we used to have a place in South Florida called Upper Crust. And all they did was make cakes and, and pies, and, and most of them were like Marie Callender's, and uh, it was amazing. Anyway, um, so that's how I got to be, you know, this. <laughs> and not like you, you know, you're like in and like look like you work out and stuff. I only buy Marie Callender's when it's on sale for five ninety nine at Harris Teeter. <laughs> you, 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 you must not be married because you're still you're looking pretty good. I am. So. You are married. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's why I can only get it every once in a while, Dave. <laughs> Just kidding. So, listen, thank you very much, Bill, for uh, well, I guess uh, we switched or whatever. Um, you know, it, it's amazing. I mean, when you look at um, digital strategies and things that you're doing on a daily basis, you know, certainly has changed in 2020 uh and and quite honestly you know for the better as as many as many bad things have happened in 2020 there have been some amazing things that have happened in 2020 and part of that is you know agents having to embrace digital strategies whether they wanted to or not or whether they were ready to or not yeah no i agree with that and you know it's interesting too we're getting to a point where not only are we as agents embracing it more fully in our business, not just from the transaction side, but also from the advertising and lead generation side as well. But we're getting smarter about it. And we're starting to ask the, the questions, well, what do I want to get out of it? What is going to be my ROI at the end of the day? And we're using the data that Google is putting out there through their thought pieces, Facebook is putting out there through their case studies. We're taking it in and we're applying it to our own business. Um, because every agent and every agent's business is different, and it's just a matter of what they want to accomplish in their digital advertising strategy. Some want to drive traffic to a website. Others want to actually lead generate um, and have people to call. So it just depends on what we're doing, but we're getting smarter about it, which is a good thing. 
you know, we always want to connect communities and, you know, connecting communities, you know, used to be door knocking and, and putting uh, flags and pumpkins on people's doors and stuff like that. And obviously 2020 has changed that a little bit. Uh, you know, what is maybe a, a suggestion to you if, if someone is, you know, trying to get entrenched in like kind of a farming, you know, maybe they do some traditional direct mail marketing, you know, what digital strategy to, would you uh, suggest if we're looking for maybe more community-based? Yeah, so that's a really good point. Um, the way I, I approach and think about Facebook and Instagram, and I'll just use those two because at the end of the day, those are going to be our two biggest social media platforms and where the eyeballs are. <clears throat> I mean, 80 million Americans sign into Facebook every single day. Just think about how big that is. So right then and there, that's where you need to start. Facebook and Instagram, concentrate 80% of your time on those two platforms. Um, when I think about building a farm digitally, I think about what you need to do to spark conversations on Facebook and Instagram. And that should be the theme that you think about when it comes to the content you're putting out there consistently. And then also with your digital advertising that you're doing to promote your listings or your brand. Because at the end of the day, the way I think of Facebook is, just 20, 30 years ago when you bump into somebody at the grocery store, right? Or you're doing the door knocking, you're sparking a conversation. And it ultimately leads, because you're a great REMAX agent, talking about real estate, what the house sold for down the street. Are you thinking about moving because little Johnny is about to go to high school? And so you might be switching school districts, different things like that. So when you think about your strategy, look at what conversations are being sparked consistently in one of your farms. So I'll give you a perfect example in my neighborhood, right? Baltimore, Maryland, Federal Hill. My neighborhood is consistently a first-time homebuyer neighborhood with people then moving up out into the county when they start to have kids. I can tell you right now, your typical average seller is someone who bought a two-bedroom or three-bedroom row house for $250 to $320. And about five years after they bought it, They've had their first kid and they're probably pregnant with their second kid. Now, if I'm thinking about farming my neighborhood, I'm looking at all of the mom and dad groups on Facebook and I'm engaging there from a conversation standpoint to be in front of them at any point. I'm also thinking about showcasing that price point on just solds or consistently showing things from a market report standpoint. So providing information and content that way. But then also constantly advertising my listings and my just solds over and over again. Um, I know in the one Remax group recently, Tavia and, and Kayla did a, a, um, a little class on content is king, but consistency is queen. That's it. Just be consistent, have conversations, and then know your farm and tailor your content and your consistency to that particular person you're trying to find at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, those are some great points because, you know, I think when people are looking at uh, farm areas, right, your traditional marketing methods would be, all right, you know, well, how many homes are there, you know, what's your turnover and all these different things. But, you know, what you're not looking at is the end consumer, you know, who yeah. those people are, you know, who's moving there, you know, who's selling, who's buying and those kind of things. And right now, I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure about Baltimore, Maryland, but it, I'm, it's pretty safe to say that it's probably a robust market now as well. And we, you know, 
we have we want people going after listings. I mean, agents and 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 you know going after listings because you know there is so little inventory right now that any listing, if you you know if you stage it or or if it uh, shows well, you know, um, it, it, it's selling for ridiculous top dollar. I think I was so telling here, you. Here's an interesting point about the data. Google recently released a study. They did it over the course of about a year. They tracked about 1,500 buyers, about 800 renters, all right? Out of the 1,500 buyers, what they found was 46% of them were either casual or serious buyers, all right? Now, 26% of that 46 were serious buyers. They were pulling the trigger, buying a house within the next month, two months, three months, right? But that 20%, what they found was that's actually the long-term success with online lead generation. That's when you're going to see your 5, 6x ROI because you're going to hook that casual buyer. They're going to maybe be looking and starting their, their buying process, um, wondering how much they can afford or what their house is worth compared to some of the other ones that are selling in the neighborhood, right? But they don't have a need to move just yet. And that casual buyer is someone who's clicking on a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad, let's say it's six months before they become a serious buyer. And so those are the ones you wanna think about when you're tailing, especially your digital advertising. You wanna think about your message to those individuals. Then also you wanna make sure you have a game plan or converting them at the end of the day because it is a process along the way, just like their searching is a process along the way. Yeah, I mean, your message and your presentation, I mean, it, it's everything, right? So, you know, with, you know, Facebook's, you know, new strategies where, you know, it basically puts the consumer, you know, in control in that what they want to see on their newsfeed, right? They could hide you, they could snooze you, they could do all these different things. How do you um, get that message and presentation so you're not hidden as much as uh, you think you might be? <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. I mean, hey, let's just call it what it is. Facebook it is a wonderful tool to connect with family, friends, see photos. Sometimes a crazy uncle goes on a political rant every now and then. But, <laughs> well, thank God Thanksgiving was a lot smaller this year than normal. <laughs> But at the end of the day, Facebook is designed to be just an advertising tool. And their algorithms, as much as we want to push out our organic content on our Facebook business page, really only 3% of the people that like our Facebook business page will actually see our content in their newsfeed. That's just the reality. And so there are a couple of things that you can do to to tweak that a little bit, but it's not going to be something where you change or dramatically increase that 3% of viewers. And that's really where having a consistency in your digital advertising strategy works. Because the one thing I know is consumers, buyers or sellers, they love clicking on properties and they are curious about properties, what it sells for, what they can buy it for, different things like that. And so that's where Megaphone has really taken sort of the baton in the race and decided, hey, we're going to think about automation so that an agent can consistently set up a budget and just push out advertising on both platforms so that it's just in front of those consumers, whether they are starting their casual searching or when they're seriously looking so that that agent is in the right place at the right time to connect with them. 
So, um, and, and you referred to Megaphone, and, and Megaphone is powered by uh, Homestep uh, and their technology. And Megaphone is uh, proprietary to, to Remax. But, um, you know, is that correct? Just making sure. Yeah, so Homestep actually has an exclusive relationship with Remax. Um, right. It's the only brokerage um, that does, um, which is exciting. Um, I don't have to deal with Cobalt Banker agents or Compass agents. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, you know, to kind of broadcast, I mean, we're broadcasting, you know, to all different agents and all different oh. brands and, and it's a collaborative thing. No, 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 listen, listen. I mean, you know, when you look at, you know, um, all different brands, right, they all have something, you know, um, to offer, you know, and, and not everything is, the message is not always, you know, I'm not, you know, not everyone wants to be with Remax. Not everyone wants to be with Colbank or not everyone wants to be Compass or, or KW or whatever. And I think every single one of these agents, you know, are looking for, you know, I was reading on a, a group and, and, and real quick uh, as I go on a tangent, but uh, uh, real quick, you know, I was reading on a group and they were talking about, well, how much do you pay your brokerage, right? And and I'm like, first of all, who would, who, who asked that, you know, like, how much do you pay your brokerage? Well, you know, quite honestly, when you look at it, it's not about how much you pay your brokerage. It's how much value and support and services you receive back from your broker. And does it fit within your business model, right? Does it fit, you know, are you uh, proud to be, you know, part of some uh, organization, whether it is Colbank, Compass, KW, Remax, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You know, it could be an independent, whatever, you know, whatever that may be, you need to be prideful. And if it was all about cost, Every top producer would be at a hundred percent flat fee company with no services or support, right? But it's not because none of them are. So you know they spread around through all the way through. So when you look at you know megaphone and, and tools like that, and I think KWS Command, and I don't know if that is similar, but you know when you look at megaphone, megaphone is really so that agents don't have to understand the Facebook ad manager or the Instagram ad manager or whatever it is, all they have to do is understand what that, like you said, put an advertising budget and, and set and forget. And, you know, for most agents, that's perfect. For some agents, they want to dive deeper. Uh, I mean, dive, oh my goodness. <laughs> dive deeper. <laughs> so, my bad. I didn't, I didn't mean to, to, to call out the other brokerages. I'm just very partial to Remax agents. No, no, no. Listen, but actually, that's a good point because, listen, every brokerage, um, like every agent, is going to have a different strategy with their technology and what they deliver to their agents because at the end of the day, their agents want something different. Their business is set up different. Um, and what I can tell you, just having worked with the entire team at Remax, what has excited me, um, especially working with them and Remax agents across the country, is they really are putting a lot behind the tech. Yes, every now and then rollouts and things break with technology. That's natural. That's normal. But what I can tell you is they have some smart people building the technology, and there's a lot of pieces coming together that quite frankly, Remax is going to be ahead of the game when it com compares to other competitors. They may not get the press and they may not be the big behemoth um, like some of the other brands out there, but they are putting the actual work behind it to make it, uh, to make it the best in class.
Well, I, I think, you know, as far as, uh, you know, mindset, right, it's consumer in mind, right? Um, you know, and that and that's what we're, we're going after. And that's what, you know, most companies are, are going after. But, you know, um, you know, when you look at it, you know, let, let's get back to something that I wanted to ask you about. So as far as a Google profile, right, um, you know, um, HomeSnap does a really good job with their um, and I think they have specials and stuff like that for the first year or whatever. Um, but what I was interested in, and, and I and I never really um, really knew what HomeSnap was um, prior to Megaphone coming on board. And then I started looking at it. And HomeSnap really does optimize your Google business profile for that year if you do the HomeSnap Pro. And it's really freaking cool because now I can text you know, because the one thing that I had a problem with, the reason why I did not ask for reviews on Google was because it's so difficult. Because you got to like copy and paste the thing and then it may come up, it may not come up because it may be a different search history or whatever. So um, what Google, what uh, HomeSnap Pro has done is it allows you to actually text, you know, requests for reviews for the for um, HomeSnap. So that, you know, in itself for your business page is worth whatever you have to pay for a year. And through us managing your Google business profile, you also have access to all of the agents in your office that load up. And now you can text them with essentially one click, um, a review link so they can review you. So if let's say um, you don't wanna ask your clients again, you can have other agents in your office who you've done a deal with review you. Um, and so you can boost up those numbers. But Dave, the Google business profile is the number one thing an agent needs to start managing. If they do not have one, they need to go out and create one immediately. Because what is happening on Google in the next couple of years is about to change the way consumers find real estate agents. Before, it was all about making sure you had a great Zillow profile with reviews, all your listings attached. Google is now putting agents directly in front of those searches when consumers are doing them for very generic things like listing agent near me, best real estate agent near me, um, homes for sale near me, right? After this broadcast, if everybody wanted to go right now and do a quick Google search, search for best real estate agent or listing real estate agent, San Diego, California. What you'll find is right at the top of Google is what's called Google screened now. Google is now allowing consumers to call agents directly from their first search. Um, we've been actually piloting this in beta with a number of agents, and we are seeing tremendous results in terms of getting good connections from a Google search to an agent directly. Um, and so it's basically Google taking the next step in our industry to, to put you in front of that consumer. So they aren't sending the consumer to another portal or to another website for that consumer to just get lost into searching. If they have a question, it's about connecting them to someone in the age of assistance. And how, how are agents being able to get up on, would you call it Google screen? So, so the, the little badge, you'll notice it is a little green check mark and it says Google screen. It basically means that you have gone through the Google verification process. So they actually check to make sure you have E&O insurance. Um, they will um, uh, do a background check. 
Once you have the Google screen, you A, can use that in all of your marketing materials from then on. But then you also start showing up as one of those top agents as people are searching. Um, the nice thing about, uh, it, it's the, the new ad product on Google is called Google Local Services. Um, it's actually been live in a number of the home services uh, categories like plumbers, electricians, HVAC as well. And now it's reaching uh, real estate because they've realized that the inventory, uh, the consumers are searching and it exists to connect the agents to those ads. So instead of paying a cost per click, it's actually paying a cost per lead, um, which is a lot different, which means you get a ton of awareness on Google, but then you also only pay for the good stuff that's hitting your phone. And, what you're and does, does Homestat manage that or um, do you have to manage it yourself? Yeah, so you can do one of two ways. You can go in and if you're in Google AdWords, you can set it up yourself. Um, the, the process to get uh, Google screened can be pretty um, uh, intensive. So you just have to stick with it. Um, and then you can set it up yourself within Google AdWords. However, since HomeSnap has a direct partnership along with Remax with Google, um, we're able to actually uh, verify you a lot easier and get you live within just a couple of days. And then that's when you start showing up. And the nice thing about uh, the Google um, local services ads through HomeSnap and Megaphone is we actually record every call. So if let's say you get spam or it's not a quality lead, um, we actually dispute that with Google on your behalf so that we can get that credit into your account. So there's a ton of additional benefits for us managing um, your Google local services, um, if you don't want to go the route of trying to do it yourself. Is that the concierge? Is that what that is? or It's all part of concierge. Um, okay. Concierge at the end of the day is a really custom approach. So if you were an agent that said, hey, listen, I want to spend $500. I only want to spend $1,000 a month on my digital advertising. Then you actually work one-on-one -on -one with a digital marketing manager and you set up your custom curated campaigns and you can play around with what networks, what different ads that you want to uh, utilize, depending on what you want to do um, for your digital goals. So it is Google Local Services is part of Concierge. Okay. Yeah. So if I, if we didn't want Concierge and we just wanted the um, Google, I mean, uh, HomeSnap to manage our verification, like the screening and then the local ads services, we could do that as well. Yeah, and the nice thing about it is if you're a team lead or um, like yourself, if you do lead generation for the office and you do a round robin, uh, you can go ahead and set it up where you can lead route essentially um, through your back end so that, you know, when you get that phone call, Google Voice picks up so you know it's coming directly from Google and then you fire away. Okay, awesome. That's really, really good stuff. So, um, I you know, I'd be remiss to not mention uh, – some kind of acquisition here, you know? Um, <laughs> so, you know, you know, we were talking a little bit off um, camera and, you know, it, it's interesting. And I, I find this stuff like so freaking interesting to see, you know, the Microsoft's versus the Apple's and then, you know, then the Google and the, you know, Apple trying to go in and then now Netflix, you know, all these competitors, right? They're, they're all vying for the same kind of thing. And I, I love it because that, I'm competitive by nature. So, um, you know, Zillow and, and CoStar uh, seem to uh, be uh, both in the data business, right? So, uh, you know, Zillow goes, uh, you know, takes uh, and buys Dotloop a few years ago. 
you know, and, and now CoStar, which originally was, you know, mostly a commercial product, um, you know, when they purchased LoopNet. I mean, the one thing that they say about CoStar, and, and I agree with it 100%, first of all, I, we know it's expensive and, and such, but the information is accurate. So that's already a leg up on a, a Zillow where um, it's already perceived that Zillow is somewhat inaccurate in data, um, ma mainly because they've done things that um, to, you know, I mean, this is going to sound awful, but so, some things have been perceived as a bait and switch, right? So they've put together foreclosures and, you know, um, just by doing list pendants or judgments in the, uh, in the public system, um, you know, it'll show them like they're available and people will call them and whatever, or they won't know who the listing agent is, or the Zestimate is way off because it's waterfront and they're taking, you know, condos and country clubs. So, I mean, so that kind of stuff, you know, uh, really kind of rubs consumers the wrong way. But the one thing with CoStar is it's very, very accurate and it's very, very specific and targeted to the particular property and owners. So, you know, CoStar buys Homestat. I guess they're in the data company of business a little bit. <laughs> wow. Inman really does know how to spin a com competitive narrative. Pit two yeah. people against two people. Um, there's plenty of room for both of us to play in, in the space. Um, now, the, the way I... So I'm excited about the merger. I'm really excited. Um, there will be things that... Being a small company of 150 people, Homestat, we just wouldn't be able to do um, five, 10 years from now. Um, now we'll be able to do next year, right? So it just really adds a whole nother element. I, I'm approaching this as like, so my sister's 10 years older than me, right? And so when I was 10, she was 20 and she started dating. And so she brought home, which is you know now my brother-in-law, I think of CoStar as now like our big older brother. That's just really cool, knows how to do a bunch of stuff. And so me as a 10, 11 year old kid can look up to our, my, the big brother or now uh, brother-in-law and be like, hey, I've got a lot to learn. You know, they're gonna help me out. And so that's, that's the way I think about this merger in a sense is they built a great business on the commercial side, not just using the data um, and providing it and putting it into easy to use formats for commercial brokers. But then they've done that in the multifamily space with apartments.com, what they were able to do with the marketing campaign with Jeff Goldblum. Um, we've seen Zillow's retreat in the rental business, quite frankly. I mean, there's a reason why they have cut off the data feeds from the MLS um, and they're now charging on their site for each rental listing per week. I mean. They need to make money off of it because they don't have the eyeballs anymore on the rental side because of apartments.com and what CoStar was able to do. So we're going to take all of that knowledge from those other businesses and apply it to the residential space. And what we know, and it's not just our commitment as employees of HomeSnap um, and bearers of the torch, but also what has been conveyed by Andy, the CEO of, of CoStar is, listen, the industry, brokers and agents are our number one customer. We want to make sure that they are front and center, that it's always your listing, your lead, that we do you by, um, that we do you right. And that's our commitment as we think about building out the next version of HomeSnap and what that means. <laughs> 
<laughs> Love it. You I know, probably it's... said too much. Now I'm going to get an earful from our director of communications. Office. <laughs> no, but, you know, when you look at it, right, I mean, listen, I, you know, we we all we all talk about Zillow and stuff like that, and there are things that we love about Zillow um, because, quite honestly, you know, it, it's like the old adage, you know, um, any um, all uh, any press is good press, even if it's negative press, right? So, you know, Zillow has put more eyes on the online portals, right? They put uh, more people online look, searching for homes. They've given more information to a consumer, so the consumer, um, you know consumer can be a little bit more knowledgeable and understand, you know, what they're doing. But I think it's great that CoStar's coming in because now when you're looking at it, if the, if if what you say is, you know, is accurate, you know, if, if their number one objective is brokers and agents, right? Brokers and agents are advocates for their consumer. And we weed out, honestly, you know, bad people, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, the industry will be will continue to perpetuate professionalism within that industry um, so that we weed out the bad apples um, in the real estate field. But, you know, that being said, you know, we can help consumers a lot more than a online portal. Um, we know the story of a home. We know, you know, there was a water main break, you know, uh, several years ago and, and they had to remediate mold. You know, in that particular, we know that the Chinese drywall scare, or not even a scare, Chinese drywall um, crisis, um, you know, happened. You know, um, we know all these different things, and what what Zillow seems to do, and then this isn't a bash or anything. It's just, you know, what Zillow seems to do is they they want to continue to, you know, you know, gnaw at you, gnaw at you, gnaw at you, and try and take you know money and money and this and this, you know, and I I kind of equate it to developers, right? So developers for many, many years were cooperating with brokers. And then like 2005 hit, right? 2004, 2005, the developers like, I don't need the realtor. Forget it. I don't need the realtor. And they, they stopped cooperating with, uh, with realtors. They, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them said, you know what? I don't want them. I don't need them. And you see developers now trying to do that as well, you know, where they're lowering percentages and, 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 and such, right? Well, Realtors have a long memory. When you mess with 1.4 million people in the United States, it's really, really bad business, right? So, <laughs> like, if you want, if you want to withstand, I mean, we have long memories, and we want to make sure. And I still, to this day, know what developers um, try to affect my business and try to steal my clients. Um, you know, based on I couldn't represent them unless I had a buyer brokerage where my buyer is going to end up paying my commission, you know? So, um, listen, I, I love it. And I'll, I'll be very frank um, and full disclosure. When I was in general brokerage, I ran my business for two years, primarily off of Zillow leads. So I, I'll full disclosure. I'm guilty of feeding the machine, but think about just why the premier agent program got started, right? What was happening in our industry? Well, A, there was no real centralized place online where the vast majority of people were going, whether we realized it or not in 2010, 2012, to search for homes online. So Zillow was able to start cornering the market for how people were trending in what they were doing online and searching for real estate, right? But then you had the same trend in our industry 
with these mega teams and building a team, building a team, building a team. Like everybody wanted to build a team, right? Well, what do you need to do when you build a team? Feed your agents, leads, especially those buyer agents, those newbies that you brought on board and are training up, right? And so the premier, premier agent uh, system was perfect for that. Flash forward to 2020, I think we're realizing that maybe building a mega team isn't the best approach. The profit margin isn't there anymore a lot of times. You know, maybe the best approach is being that single agent with an awesome admin that's doing 40 to 50 deals, keeping your costs low so that you are more profitable, but yet you have automation in the rest of your process so that you're productive and you have uh, balance in your day-to-day activities, right? But the nice thing about it is Google's going the same way. CoStar's commitment um, with HomeSnap is going the same way. And it's putting that agent first so that now it's consumer forward. And so instead of connecting that consumer to someone who will just pick up the phone and respond to them, it's connecting them to the person who will pick up the phone that knows everything about that house that they've listed for someone that they've known for 30 years in the neighborhood that they live in. And that's really what it comes down to. Quality over quantity. You know, I mean, uh, putting the right people on that bus and, and kicking the wrong people off the bus. And these mega teams have realized that, you know what? you don't want to just put bodies because the mega team was really just a brokerage within a brokerage. And, you know, um, and I know that at least, you know, the way we run our business is that we can't hire everyone. We can't, we don't, we're doing a disservice to new agents in many cases because we don't have a new agent system. We don't have new agent training. We, 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 you know, we, we wouldn't spend the, the amount of time that's necessary to build up a new agent. Um, but we do have experience agents, so we know what we do, you know, very well, and we support and all that. Yep. Listen, I mean, I, I've taken a lot of your time, and I, I certainly appreciate it. So I always it's a conversation. No, it's awesome. I love it, man. I love it. So, um, always the last two questions I ask um, at, at the end of the show is, uh, you know, first of all, what's your favorite like streaming uh, series? Uh, Netflix, Hulu, whatever. And then, um, what are you currently watching? Oh, so just finished uh, finished watching Queen's Gambit, which oh, was solid. I really yeah. did love that. Um, and then uh, it's December first, and so <laughs> my wife loves Christmas and the holidays. So this weekend we were decorating after Thanksgiving, but um, to save my sanity, though, we've we've come to terms with a rule: December first is when we can start watching holiday. Um, more specifically, all the Hallmark and Lifetime movies. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so that's what we will be watching for the next 24 and a half days. That's funny, yeah. So I, I got two shows. One, I'm watching Undoing, which is Ooh. unbelievable. I, I mean, I almost, there's only six episodes, about six hours long. And um, I started last night about, I don't know, nine o'clock. And at 1.30, I had to shut it off because uh, I'm like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> so um, uh, it's really good. Uh, it's with uh, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant and, like, really good cast. Um, and then um, the other one was, oh, Kingdom. And if you haven't seen Kingdom, um, it, it's, I mean, my, my wife liked it and she doesn't like um, mixed martial arts. But it's about a guy who owns a mixed martial arts gym. 
but it really is not about MMA. It's really about the story. And it was awesome. It was one of my favorites. So, anyway. Nice. I can tell you what, what show I didn't watch last night, and that was my Eagles on Monday Night Football. Talk, talk about saving my sanity. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it to myself. Did projects around the house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 2020, where the Eagles are bad and the Dolphins are good. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much, Bill. I really, really appreciate it. You know, in, in summary, right? Um, you know, get if you're a real estate agent or broker, you know, get your Google profile um, verified, get it screened um, and, and start working on it uh, for reviews. Uh, look into Homestamp. Homestamp does it really easily. They've already done it. Um, you know, um, I've, I've used it. Um, I'll tell you what the unintended consequence was when I started asking for reviews of past clients. I haven't spoken to in five, six, maybe even 10 years. Um, I got referrals out of it as well just because I was contacting them, asking them for a review. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, my friend is uh, looking for a house, right? So uh, make sure that, uh, you know, you do that as well. Um, get that uh, account up. And, you know, um, you know, communities, making sure that you farm communities digitally um, is a great way. And uh, look out for new things coming in 2021 and such. So, uh, Bill, without further ado, thank you so much. I really appreciate everything uh, coming on the show and such. And, uh Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Thanks again. Take care, guys. Have a great week.